This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, March 31st, 2023. I'm Caleb Brown. Can Congress ban the popular Chinese app TikTok on national security grounds? A recent congressional hearing amid some typical grandstanding attempted to address the issue. So what's the future of TikTok for users while also credibly dealing with any security issues? Cato's Jennifer Huddleston and Will Duffield comment. Characterize what you believe to be the uh, most legitimate not to say legitimate, but most legitimate uh, criticisms of maintaining the legality of what uh, many members of Congress believe is uh, basically a Chinese government surveillance program in the form of a popular app. One of the key criticisms against TikTok has been, are there a risk to national security? Um, This distinguishes it from some of the broader tech policy debates that we've seen, and this certainly came up in the hearing that was recently held before House Energy and Commerce. When it comes to the details of those arguments, a lot of it has to do with what you believe China would be capable of doing with if they got access to the data that could be obtained from this app. First off, as we kind of saw in the hearings, there would still have to be several steps to potentially obtain that data. But if you believe that TikTok via its parent company ByteDance could be subject to this pressure from the Chinese government, then the question is, what data on Americans would they have access to and what could they potentially do with that data? That's one of the reasons why the first steps we've seen be taken are to ban TikTok on, say, government-owned devices or government-issued devices out of kind of an abundance of caution approach of with an unknown, we consider these devices particularly vulnerable. I think the data exfiltration concern is the most legitimate and most difficult to dispel. Third-party monitoring can keep an eye on TikTok's algorithm, ensuring that it's not spreading propaganda. But data's inherently leaky. And I think it becomes a difficult question for Congress to tackle, for us when confronted with it, because it directly implicates America's place in the global tech order that we've created and benefited from. The specific concern with TikTok and data is that the Chinese Communist Party has a national intelligence law, which it can use to require Chinese citizens and companies to turn over any information that's relevant to national security. And the Communist Party and America's government are not at all equivalent in regime style behavior, etc. But our national security law, the Patriot Act, allows the FBI and CIA to issue national security letters which require American citizens and companies to provide information relevant to threats to national security. And for a long time to use the internet and all of these great apps, websites, the rest of the world has had to just sort of suck it up and accept that at any time, the FBI might send one of these letters to the American firm you're using and ask for your DMs. And now under this system, a, another foreign app that we use, we find useful, has emerged that presents these same concerns and questions for us. And we, we now have to decide whether we accept this risk or whether we're willing to 
blow up this order we've created and benefited from now that it presents some costs as well. All right. So with regard to the legal argument, it's one thing for the government to say on devices that are uh, owned by the government, uh, you cannot put this particular app on your phone. We've assessed it to be uh, scary in some way, uh, and we don't know exactly what the risks are. Fine. Uh, But for literally everyone else's devices, uh, if they want to cut that deal, if they're like, I don't, I don't really care what uh, the CCP decides is uh, what they want to look at in uh, with respect to my DMs or my viewing habits on TikTok. Uh, what what's the what's the legal problem with doing that? There are a lot of potential First Amendment concerns with a TikTok ban. When we're talking about the First Amendment concerns, we're really focusing on the rights of TikTok users and the potential of the federal government to basically prohibit the use of a specific forum for speech, a forum that many users, many businesses have found unique in the way that they're able to communicate with their audience. And that's why they've chosen it over different platforms. With that in mind, I think that any kind of TikTok ban would almost certainly face a First Amendment challenge. Um, And that when we're talking about, you know, could national security trump that, it's important to point out that there could be less restrictive alternatives and that's really what the courts will kind of kind of look at in the event that a ban were to actually go for it and it does it doesn't seem like that a ban would go through it, would, it doesn't seem like it would stand up you're singling out this app that Americans uh, freely choose whatever the risks might be. So there have been a couple of different kind of ways that a ban has been discussed, one of which is specifically targeting TikTok. Um, and that, of course, is concerning on on multiple levels, or not only from the First Amendment implications that we discussed, but from the idea of a, a government targeting just one specific company. The other, there have also been proposals that would look more broadly at foreign-owned apps. And when we're looking at those proposals, while the focus has been on TikTok, there's any number of apps that are used by a a certain percentage of the American population that could get caught up in that as well. There's also the kind of pragmatic question of what, how would a TikTok ban actually function? We see this in other countries with users going through VPNs to access popular American sites, for example, are we looking at a world where Americans become the ones to be using VPNs in order to stay on TikTok? How TikTok is banned certainly matters both for Americans' rights, but also the kind of echoes it will create in American law and in the internet around the world. Unfortunately, I think the most likely path to a ban at this point is via CFIUS review, where it's unlikely to face a direct First Amendment challenge. CFIUS is the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States, and they have broad powers to reject mergers and acquisitions that could be seen as threatening to the United States. They forced uh, the prevented the acquisition of Grindr by a Chinese firm a number of years ago. Um, and TikTok's or ByteDance's acquisition of an American app called Musical.ly back in 2017 to create TikTok for the West 
uh, has been under CFIUS review basically forever. But it's uh, been signaled recently, I haven't come out with an actual decision yet, that the sorts of mitigation measures they will require will be divestment, um, ByteDance selling its interest in TikTok. The Chinese government is unlikely to allow this to happen. Uh, to them, it, it just looks like the expropriation of a, a unicorn tech company. America's forcing them to, to sell it. And so at that point, TikTok as an American firm falls into violation of a CFIUS order if it's not sold and begins racking up civil fines and, and there's not a good way out of it or to litigate that in a, a speech sense. Um, and while Congress yesterday certainly didn't seem to come down in favor of a particular ban bill, they were incredibly hostile to, to TikTok and gave every signal to CFIUS and, and the White House that they would favor a ban. Uh, Jennifer, was there anything in particular about this, this hearing uh, that occurred recently that uh, was anything more than members of Congress sort of... Uh, I don't know, rattling their scimitars and uh, being being rude. I think one of the takeaways from the hearing were that there are several different elements of the TikTok debate. The one we focused on so far have been the kind of national security concerns. The other topics we saw brought up were data privacy more generally, and we saw members on both sides of the aisle pushing for a federal data privacy framework, again, in part related to concerns about consumers' data rights with TikTok particularly, but also just kind of going to that longstanding question of what should data privacy look like in the U.S., particularly as more states are starting to act and as we're seeing standards such as the GDPR, the General Data Protection Rule from Europe. The other key point that was highlighted, of course, were a lot of concerns about young people's use on TikTok. TikTok is uh, somewhat unique in that its audience tends to skew towards a younger median age than many of the other large social media apps like Instagram or Facebook. And so we saw a lot of the issues and concerns about the content that young people are accessing brought up, and it kind of intersected with some of the broader debates uh, regarding children's online safety and and privacy. I was going to say, I I as an adult, I don't use TikTok. I watch two week old TikToks on Instagram like an adult. So, um, Will, with respect to um, how to think about protecting Americans from whatever the risks might be. It's our job to make our own uh, privacy robust. And uh, to the extent that uh, members of Congress are very concerned about this, maybe that is an avenue uh, for uh, action that does not necessarily implicate the First Amendment. Yeah. And I, I think looking at the set of concerns around TikTok and data certainly leads us towards a broader conversation about the need for some kind of broad-based uh, data privacy rule or, or law limiting what kind of information can be collected in the first place. Because while TikTok presents one avenue by which the CCP might access Americans' data, there are countless others. The same sort of data it's alleged to pick up, geolocative data, that sort of thing, are sold by third-party data brokers all over the place. And you know, in, in a sense, if you ban 
TikTok. You're just requiring China to buy that information on the open market like everyone else. But the American government itself has also repeatedly failed to secure its data against Chinese infiltration. The Office of Personnel Management hack years ago, uh, five, six years ago, did you know, just untold damage to American national security in revealing the the kinds of confidential information that uh, government employees turn over in clearance reviews. Um, so there, there are a lot of potential holes. This is a leaky, a, a sieve, really. And I think a lot of the energy f- spent right now on TikTok could be better spent elsewhere. Jennifer Huddleston is a research fellow at the Cato Institute. Will Duffield is a policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.